Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. Uh, let's get to it because we've got a lot going on today. So, uh, in terms of matchups, we had Premier League uh, going on this morning, and we got the big matchup between, uh, in, at least uh, with the World Series, and also college football uh, with Penn State and Ohio State going on at 3.30 before the World Series. So, uh, quite a bit to uh, talk about. So, uh, just to kind of recap what went on earlier today, uh, you had uh, Man U beat Tottenham. Uh, Not too much going on there uh, with the matchup. Uh, Tottenham lost their best player, Harry Kane, for the game due to a hamstring injury. Man U wasn't that impressive, but uh, they did just enough to get a W, and you know, kind of looking at it right now with the Premier League, it's just Manchester City and everybody else uh, for the most part because, uh, you know, from what I've seen, no one's keeping up with um, um, City. It, it's just a matter of who's going to slot in uh, in the other spots. Obviously, it's still early enough where uh, injuries can happen, uh, dynamics can change, but right now, you're you know, it's just looking like a one-sided race uh, in the Premier League, and we'll see how things shape up. But right now, the way City's playing, they may actually make a deep run in Champions League, which hasn't happened in over a decade for uh, an English club. So, uh, interesting developments that we're seeing out of Manchester City, uh, just in terms of uh, their playing style. So, uh that's uh, what we had for Premier League. Uh, on the college football side, yeah, uh, got the big matchup uh, of the day between uh, uh, number two Penn State traveling to uh, the shoe to play Ohio State. Honestly, the way I kind of look at this is this is uh, kind of a make or break uh, game for uh, Ohio State's quarterback JT Barrett. He's a senior. It's always had the reputation of being good, but not great. Uh, you know, 
the issue is is that you know in the big games he hasn't really shown up. I think Penn State's a better team. To be honest, I, I think it's top to bottom. Uh, they're a more well balanced team. They can throw the football a little bit better than Ohio State, and they can run the football. And you know, from what I've seen out of uh, Ohio State, they still struggle to maintain steady offensive drives, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that JT Barrett has not been nearly as uh, efficient a passer as he could have been in college. I, I just don't think he's uh, quite developed the skills that need it. And, you know, part of that could be just the amount of quarterbacks going through Ohio State during that time. I mean, you had Cardale Jones. Uh, you had uh, Braxton Miller. You know, there's a lot that was going on during JT's uh, Barrett's time at Ohio State. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to step up and get it done. And the way I kind of see this game going is, you know, either Ohio State can keep it close and nip it at the end with Penn State, or I think Penn State kind of takes it to them and grinds them down. And uh, Shaquan Barkley, uh, you know, runs the ball down their throat in the fourth quarter and they pull away. Uh, you know, the way I kind of look at this, uh, Ohio State's favored by six and a half. I, I, I think that line is way too generous. I, I think you absolutely have to take Penn State uh, uh, and take the points. Uh, I mean, six and a half, I mean, that's a that's quite a bit. I mean, considering Penn State is the higher-ranked team, too, and undefeated, you know, I look at this and say, yeah, do I think there's a possibility Ohio State wins? Yeah, but... If Ohio State wins, I think they nip it at the end. I don't think they can cover a touchdown. I I think that's ridiculous. So, uh, to me, the way to go would be uh, you take the points of Penn State, and maybe Ohio State wins uh, wins it outright. But it, it's going to be a field goal at best. I, I don't see that game going any differently than that. So, a couple other matchups uh, to kind of bear in mind. Uh, you had uh, Ohio State. Uh, have Ohio State going up against, uh, I mean, Iowa State, rather, uh, going up against uh, TCU. I mean, I, Iowa State predominantly is a doormat, so I, I, I'm not uh, expecting too much. I mean, yeah, they made the top 25. Uh, I would not be shocked that TCU smashes them today, uh, just because it, it just seems to be something that would be common. <laughs> For Iowa State, because usually they have this great distinction of just completely uh, taking a powder when they actually get ranked. So uh, I, I just don't have a wealth of confidence. Uh, other matchups that could get interesting, uh, you know, uh, the, uh, you got a matchup with uh, Texas Tech and Oklahoma. The Big 12's wide open this year, you know. Not clear who's going to pull away there. But I still kind of look at this and say Oklahoma should uh, take care of business against Texas Tech. They don't play any defense. Uh, sorry, Cam. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's why I see it going. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I just don't see uh, the upsets coming uh, that we had the uh, last couple of weeks. So, you know, from my perspective, uh, this should be a relatively clean week, uh, with the exception of uh, 
the big game of the day with uh, uh, Ohio State and uh, Penn State. You know, I, I think uh, that uh, shifts a bit. Uh, I mean, only other squad I would slightly worry about is uh, Washington State just because they've been shaky. Uh, but, you know, Arizona, I'm, I'm not too impressed by. But, you know, that's just one other matchup I would uh, kind of keep an eye out for. Uh, uh, with Washington State going out to Arizona, but yeah, I, I can't really say that uh, uh, I'm expecting any upsets uh, outside of that. Uh, but you know, uh, that's uh, kind of where I'm seeing the college football landscape going. Uh, obviously, uh, you have one other matchup with Notre Dame, uh, with ranked teams with Notre Dame and North Carolina State, NC State. I mean. NC State's not that impressive a team to me. I, I think Notre Dame should be able to win that one uh, and cover the seven and a half. Uh, I I think they're. I think North NC State had a kind of soft schedule to begin with. Uh, only other game that I think uh, you might want to pay attention to is just to see how badly Georgia can beat uh, Florida. Georgia's been circling this game on the calendar. Florida is bad. I, I mean, they don't have a quarterback. They lost to LSU because they don't have a quarterback. Florida has no offense uh, that you can speak of right now. I, I just don't see how they stop uh, Georgia's running attack. I think they get tired and they get blown out, and it's bad. Uh, in terms of coaches in the SEC, Jim McElwain at Florida is pretty much as hot a sea as you can get. I mean, if I was ranking in the clubhouse SEC coaches getting fired this year, I put uh, Brett Bielma at the top. Oh no, no, actually no. I'm sorry, uh, not my mistake. I put Butch Jones at Tennessee at the top. Then I slot in uh, Bielema at Wisconsin. I mean, not, see, I'm thinking of Bielema at, uh, with Wisconsin. He left Wisconsin to take the Arkansas job, which no one understood. So uh, you got Butch Jones at Tennessee, Bielema at Arkansas. Then you got uh, uh, with, uh, uh, you know, it gets a little bit interesting uh, because of uh, how some of the matchups have gone. But, it, I mean, Kevin Sumlin at uh, Texas A&M is on that list, too. Uh, and uh, then you got McIlwain at Florida. And Ed Orgeron at LSU is still on the hot seat, in my opinion, because uh, LSU has fallen off in a big way, too. Uh, but, I mean, there are so many coaches on the hot seat right now. Uh, you know, sheesh. yeah, it, 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 it's, it's going to be a very interesting year for the SEC, uh, given how many coaches and teams uh, are this unprepared. So, uh, something to keep an eye out for. Uh, another thing I have not gotten to at all, well, I talked about it briefly in certain uh, podcasts, but never really got into detail. And, you know, before I get too annoyed, I'm going to talk about it a little bit, is the state of the New York Rangers. Now, the Rangers are in uh, uh, Montreal tonight to play the Canadiens, and this game's not going to go well. 
And the reason why I said this game's not going to go well is because I know Andre Pavlik is going to be the starter tonight instead of Henrik Lundqvist. And as bad as Lundqvist has been, Pavlik's even worse. Now, I know our goalie coach, Benoit Lair can turn, you know, potential goalkeepers into starting goaltenders at a pretty proficient rate. He's done it uh, with Cam Talbot. He did it with Antti Ranta. But Pavlik is a hopeless case. Uh, you know, you can't turn cow poop into gold. Or even bronze in this case. You know, Pavlik is not a starting goaltender. He's barely a functional backup goaltender. This To show how poorly the Knicks... I mean, I say Knicks, but, uh, um, you know, this speaks of how poorly MSG is run in general between the Knicks and the Rangers... Pavlik wasn't even expecting an NHL offer. He was thinking he was going to have to go to the KHL and hope that some team was going to sign him because of uh, goalie injuries. And instead, the Rangers signed him in July. Yeah. And on top of that, Rangers are trying to have him change his goalie, goalkeeping style. Uh, you know, even though he's in his early 30s, I, I, I just... <sighs> I'm frustrated with the Rangers because, again, the Rangers have so many holes on that team. Namely, from the fact that they don't have an actual number one center. That their younger players are starting to stagnate because they're not developing. Because they don't have centers that can actually facilitate passing lanes and stretch the ice. This is such a, a waste of a year right now for the Rangers because... We have done nothing to actually improve the team where they can actually become a cohesive unit. And, you know, right now we're, we're kind of letting them just kind of dangle in mediocrity. I mean, we're, we're, we're subscribing to the plans of teams like the Colorado Avalanche. And uh, you, you look at Arizona, you know, the teams that are, have not been successful for years. I mean, at least some teams are just cash-strapped. The Rangers, yeah, you could say that they're cash-strapped, but they have tradable pieces. You know, there are things the Rangers could do. And right now, the Rangers, Rangers seem to feel that being in neutral and trying to ride out the season with the early struggles is the way to go. And I hate to break it to you, this team is not a playoff team. I wish they were, but they're not. So... You know, teams like uh, the Penguins, the Caps, even the Flyers, they can put together an actual number one line. The Rangers don't have that. You know, that's the thing. It's like the Rangers can play a style. They can be aggressive. They can forecheck. But they don't have offensive creativity to save lives. <laughs> Excuse me? But... When you don't have goal, uh, consistent goalkeeping, the defense is out of whack because they're not uh, they're not on the same page, and you don't have an offensive uh, flow to the team. You know that's just a recipe for disaster, and that's where the the New York Rangers stand at the moment. Maybe things can change, but as far as I'm seeing it, team is going nowhere fast. So. Uh, I would expect them to go down early again because that's just been their uh, 
only consistency this year is the fact that they get off to such slow starts. And Montreal is looking to put up shots in a hurry because they know Pavlik's in net. And he does not handle uh, volume well at all. So uh, this could get rough real early if we give up a couple of goals. I mean, the Rangers could just as easily pack it in and this could be a uh, six or seven goal night we, where we give up a ton of points. Uh, but it, it's it's not a good situation right now for the Rangers, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. So uh, we can fire Lane Vigneault, but it's, it's too much and that's been left to stagnate right now with the Rangers. So anyway, I'm 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 drifting from hockey talk because the Rangers are ticking me off right now. Uh, so I want to get into baseball, uh, World Series. You know, Game Two was incredible. Uh, game Three last night, uh, you had uh, it basically marred by. Guriel's actions with uh, uh, just the mocking of, uh, you know, I, 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 mocking is even uh, too uh, too tame a word. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was, it was, it was essentially the, the comment of like a, a slur with uh, uh, at Darvish uh, making faces at him. I mean, I, I don't care what your defense is, but to me, MLB has to suspend Gurriel, and he's got to miss time in the World Series. There's no getting around that. You can't have... You can't have players getting away with that because you're, you're, wa- you're being watched by hundreds of millions of people in the States and abroad, in Cuba and in Japan. You know, this is ridiculous. You cannot have guys making gestures that are racially based and just let that one slide through the door. It it defeats the entire purpose of having diversity initiatives. So if Rob Manfred's serious and baseball has to take this seriously, you're going to risk alienating people. You got to suspend Gurriel for at least two games maybe three in the World Series. Yeah, he can appeal it, but because there's nothing else going on in baseball, you can have an arbitrator done like that, I mean, to review this case. This is pretty open and shut. And trying to appeal this from the union perspective makes it dumb because everyone knows what he did. So if you try to appeal it or if you try to push this off so that it only applies the penalty until next year, that's a bunch of... Uh, that's a bunch of BS. I mean, it, it's a cop out. You know, you can't have uh, a serious dialogue about improving diversity within the majors and have that nonsense going on without an actual uh, proper punishment in place. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, you know, in terms of the game itself, I thought Dave Roberts again. Uh, Exposed this team unnecessarily game two and now when he actually needed a bullpen for game three uh, You know kind of shot himself in the foot because guys were Had seen too many pitches from the Dodgers bullpen and they touched him up I mean that's all there is to it the Dodgers bullpen has gotten touched up because Dave Roberts has been too quick on the trigger 
And now tonight he needs a good start of Alex Wood. And you know what? He needs probably uh, six innings or more out of Alex Wood. And that's all there is to it. Uh, you know, Charlie Morton's going for the Astros. Charlie Morton is not that good of a pitcher. I mean, he throws a straight arrow fastball. And he has a decent curveball. Uh, he had a great curveball against the Yankees, but he's never been all that consistent with it. I expect the Dodgers to be able to hit him. Uh, I, I think they should be able to get some runs early. Uh, if they don't get runs early, that puts a lot of pressure on Wood to actually deliver the goods. And, uh, you know, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Uh, Law of Averages says he's due, but, you know, that's a lot uh, to be kind of gambling on. So right now, if I'm L.A., I, I got to figure out a way of getting Cody Bellinger's back going. Uh, I think if he uh, moves up or down the lineup, that actually benefits him because I, I think he needs to see more fastballs regardless. And I think in the uh, cleanup hole, he's been, uh, he's been lured into uh, chasing pitches that he probably shouldn't be chasing. So... Uh, I, I kind of look at it and say, maybe you move him up and you bring uh, Puig into the cleanup role. But uh, s uh, somewhere along the way, he's 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 got to get locked in. And I think uh, part of that has to do with uh, uh, see seeing pitches and, uh, uh, you know, uh, taking, taking the swings at fastballs and laying off some breaking stuff. So uh, that's uh, what I've got uh, in terms of uh, the baseball breakdown uh, for today. And uh, we're going to uh, try to get into some football uh, right now because we've got early morning game, uh, early morning uh, Sunday game uh, because the NFL decided to punish England by sending them the Browns. So we got <laughs> Vikings-Browns tomorrow morning at 930. And, oh, man, that game's going to be awful. Just awful. So, uh, if you if you're gonna be awake, uh, or you have the Vikings defense, absolutely play them because they're the number one defense this week. The Browns are terrible, so I would play. Uh, I would play uh, the Vikings defense. Uh, I didn't see any updates on Stefan Diggs. He should be. He should be playing tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, if uh, if you see tonight that he's still not active uh, or looking active, uh, just try to pull him from your roster uh, before the game uh, kicks off. But, uh, you know, uh, Diggs should be okay to go. But, yeah, the, the Browns are such a joke that, you know, if I'm playing the DFS lineup, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stacking the Vikings because uh, the Browns could – just as easily lose by 30 points, and it would not shock me. Yeah, could they keep it close, and could they possibly pull off a win because it's London, and maybe the Vikings aren't paying attention and or just comatose from the flight over or whatever nonsense reason? Yeah, it's possible. It's highly unlikely, though. I think the Vikings are going to crush them. So, uh, yeah, I would stack Vikings players if you can in uh, Fantasy and DFS. Uh, for those of you playing the 1 o'clock matchups, uh, I I very much like playing Carson Wentz 
this week uh, against the 49ers. The Niners look like they're about to roll over uh, and play dead for the rest of the year. So uh, I, I think that's a, a situation that actually benefits them uh, quite a bit uh, uh, with the Eagles. So I would stack Carson Wentz, uh, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz. Uh, those are all matchups I would want to take advantage of uh, in DFS lineups. Uh, another guy I would take a look at is Joe uh, Mixon, really cheap on uh, DraftKings this week uh, at 4700 So that's really cheap. He's playing Indy. Colts are terrible. Uh, I think uh, Cincinnati should be able to get quite a bit of opportunities running the ball. So I, I would go along that route. And then in terms of uh, other Cincy players... I'm looking at A.J. Green. Again, Colts are terrible. And, uh, you know, Tyler Croft is a boomer bust type of play that you could probably roll in the flex spot on DraftKings just because he's so cheap. Uh, he's only three grand. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say in any case for daily fantasy or regular fantasy f- uh, football, uh, just pick on the Browns, pick on the Colts. Do whatever you can uh, to focus on those teams. And then uh, you can go out to the 49ers. Uh, I mean, at this stage of the game, you're trying to exploit matchups. Like, yes, uh, the name on the jersey uh, counts for certain things, but a lot of times you're starting to look at the actual individual team matchups uh, going forward. So, uh, you know, I'll get into a little bit more on football tomorrow. Uh, thankfully, the Giants are off, so I don't have to deal with the agita of the Giants uh, basically sticking up the screen and me having to watch them as a Giants fan. So I get a little bit of reprieve this week, so I'm slightly grateful for that. All right, so uh, that just about does it for me. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully the game's... Uh, turn out to be entertaining uh, uh, today, and, you know, we'll go f- uh, forward with the NFL tomorrow. So, uh, for now, take it easy, guys. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll I'll take giselle okay (laughs) is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous 
Join Charlie Weiss and co-host Steve Strout on an all-new podcast from Lasting Media, exclusively about quarterbacks. Subscribe now at Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Celebrity QB, everyone's favorite position. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.